Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. It's 9.04. Good morning. I'm Michelle Martin. Asian markets are trading significantly lower this morning following a sharp sell-off on Wall Street on Friday. Tokyo and Seoul are both down 2.5%. Not a great start to the Monday morning. Markets in Australia closed to celebrate the Queen's birthday. Joining me now as we break down all the action, let's welcome back Ryan Huang. How are you feeling? Hey, feeling great. Glad to be back, Michelle. All right. Sounding great, Ryan. The markets are starting the week off on a shaky note following a significantly worse than expected inflation report that came out Friday over in the US. Concerns about rising prices, higher interest rates and the possibility of a recession sparked a broad sell-off in US markets which endured their worst week since January. Nasdaq slid 3.5% Friday. It's now down 27% since the beginning of the year. The losses pushed the S&P 500 closer to bear market territory. It's now just a notch away from that key psychological mark, down 19% after peaking in January. We're going to explore all of this in a moment, but first, just because the overall mood is gloomy doesn't mean there aren't buying opportunities. And here at home, over the past week, a number of corporate directors and companies have bought back their own shares a move that can be interpreted as a vote of confidence in the company or perhaps an attempt to boost its share price, depending on the amount purchased. We're going to take a few of the latest examples and chat about them this morning. Ryan, the investment management company T. Rowe Price holds a substantial stake in Yang Zijiang Shipbuilding, a stake that it has been increasing. Tell us more. Yeah, so we've got a substantial shareholder, T. Rowe Price, like you pointed out, just buying more shares. It looks like they are seeing value in Yang Zijiang shipbuilding and this is an average price of 99.9 cents so they bought over 5.8 million shares in the shipbuilder so that raises their stake from 7.92 percent to 8.06 percent so young Zhejiang shipbuilding's um, share price pretty much around that same level that they bought it at right now Yang Zijiang shares have been rallying of late, up 20% over the past month. Now, when you look at the latest headlines surrounding Yang Zijiang shipbuilding, Ryan, do you see a bullish narrative to support T. Rowe Price's moves to increase its stake in the company? Okay, you do have a backdrop of an economy, a global economy bouncing back to some extent. So that helps with the sentiment around activity, how businesses could be coming back on again, and how there is a demand for vessels. We've heard about how there is a shortage of ships, freight rates are going up, and there is a demand for vessels. So this is where Yang Zhejiang shipbuilding comes in quite nicely. And if you look at the contracts they've been winning uh, in the past year 2021 they had a record order win for 124 vessels to the tune of 7.41 billion US dollars so that is a record that they are trying to build on and I think if you look at what's happening in the backdrop of the shipbuilding space and the demand for ships it is looking promising Another company that has seen substantial insider purchases is the Uni Asia Group that's an alternative investment company known for investing in shipping and property well Uni Asia's executive chairman has been buying back shares. What's the story here? Yeah, Uni Asia Group is a company that handles investments. And this is in the news because you've got the executive chairman, Michio Tanamoto, just buying more shares and an average price of $1.09 per share. And that's actually above the uh, last close of $1.05. So this raises his stake from 3.18 
3.24%. And typically when you've got an insider buying shares, it's a vote of confidence that the company is looking promising. Unlike Yang Zijiang Shipbuilding, UniAsia's shares are in the red of late, down 15% over the past month. So why do you think Tanamoto is bullish on the company at these valuations? Yeah, it is in the business of financial investments. And I think if you look in the space of the asset management uh, space, you have a very um, booming industry in a sense that everyone is trying to get a next big thing. And in UniAsia's case, it is trying to get into alternative investment opportunities. And this is really quite an exciting space when you look at NFTs, cryptocurrencies, and maybe even the metaverse. And you even have a talk coming up, right, Michelle? (laughs) About the metaverse and NFTs and what it means for investors. So, you are really touching on a very hot topic right now. Indeed. We hope you all join us at that webinar. Another note about share buybacks. The biggest purchases over the past week have been made by Keppel Corp. It bought 3 million shares for nearly $21 million. Keppel share price up 12% over the past month, nearly 35% since the beginning of the year. Imagine that. Let's return to the broader market picture now. Concerns about raising interest rates are definitely in the air. The New York Times has called it, quote, an ugly inflation report. SPI Asset Management's Stephen Innes, who's been on the show a couple of times and others, of course, says it's a rude wake-up for the markets and a nightmare for risk markets. Ryan, we'll get your analysis on this in a moment, but first, walk us through those ugly numbers. Mm, let's start those numbers. 8.6% was the headline, and this was for May, and higher than the expected consensus forecast of 8.3%. So if you take things into context, everyone's talking at some point about how we maybe could be seeing peak inflation, things to moderate and no things to ease up a bit. But the latest report shows otherwise. You've got prices of almost everything continuing to go up. Used car prices are one uh, that actually reverse cost, they were actually sinking and now they are up 1.8% from the prior month based on the May report. Airline fares also up, I guess no surprise, everyone's trying to travel. Uh, they were up 12.6% from the prior month and up 37.8% from the year before. And prices for shelter rose 5.5%, the biggest jump in more than 30 years. All in, the headline number was the hottest in 40 years. So I guess that's a you know nice segue into this segment. Frightening for many investors, but is this likely to affect how fast the U.S. Federal Reserve raises interest rates? It is going to raise a lot of question marks whether the Fed needs to do more, should do more, and can do more to raise rates. Already, we have been seeing a lot of talk in past weeks about how we are expecting 50 basis point hikes in the next one or two meetings. And the big question now is, what then? After the September meetings and then going to next year, will we see these 50-point hikes continuing in the coming months and for how long and for how fast? So with the latest inflation reading just pushing up higher than expected, it adds more urgency for the Fed to do more earlier than expected to front load all these hikes just to mitigate all these price pressures. At the same time, it's a tough balancing act because if they do too much, 
too fast, it could put the brakes on the recovery in the economy. And that could mean a hard landing or worst case scenario, a recession. So Hmm. it is a tough one to um, really balance here. Another issue hanging over Asian markets this morning is a familiar story as concerns about new COVID-19 lockdowns in China. New cases are being reported in Beijing. Shanghai officials also shut most of the city down on Saturday to conduct mass testing. What did they find, Ryan? They found more COVID-19 cases. I'm not sure if you should be surprised because a few people were expecting things to just go back to the way it was because of all the celebrations in the streets, people going out to parties, and people were just wondering, hey, is that maybe too early to celebrate? And in this case, if you look at the latest numbers, um, that could be seeing around two of lockdowns in Shanghai. And Beijing will be also on the radar as we see mass testing underway. So if things continue in this trend, we could be in for another phase of the restrictions and maybe uh, the economy to take another hit. And that could have an impact on other economies. And you could see around two of economists and analysts cutting growth forecasts again. But it's a tough question or you know, it's a tough outlook to really figure out Will Beijing continue on the COVID-19 zero strategy or will this be enough for them to turn around? So a lot of question marks and moving parts. Yes. Will there be more pain ahead for Beijing? We're going to keep an eye out on that theme for you. But it's time for corporate news now and a Monday morning game up or down. You've been away for a while, Ryan. Are you ready to open your books? Let's go. Tesla. All right. Elon Musk in the news again to some extent. So Tesla is going to be an up for me. So they are proposing a 3-4-1 stock split. And the thinking here for Tesla is that this will give them more flexibility when it comes to their employee shareholder program. So cutting it up will give them more leeway to sell their shares, to balance their books. So that is um, something they've actually done in a similar fashion back in 2020, a 5-4-1 back then. I agree. Tesla's been having a rough year. Its shares are down nearly 35% since January. Larry Ellison, who is executive chairman of Oracle, has announced that he will be stepping down from Tesla's board. That is hardly a vote of confidence, but that 3 for one stock split should generate some interest in its shares. So I'm going to go with a tentative up for Tesla. Let's move to HSBC, Ryan. All right, I'm going up for HSBC. And this is around the report that If they spin off their Asia business, they could unlock $26.5 billion. That's almost a fifth of its current market value. Wow. Uh, Yes, the report increases pressure on HSBC to split up, I think. Its largest shareholder, Ping An, has been pushing for this, but a spin-off is far from a sure thing. So I'm going to go with down for HSBC. Let's look at Microsoft. Microsoft is going to be an up for me. And this is with the news. It is going to be including pay ranges in all of its US job listings. So this gives more transparency to how people are being paid and all the whole narrative around equity and equality. So this, I think, is an up for corporate culture. Microsoft has unveiled dozens of new Xbox titles as well for its subscription game service, Xbox Game Pass. Currently, 25 million subscribers pay 10 US dollars a month for the service. So I say that's going to rise when gamers see the latest titles available. So on the back of that news, it's up for me for Microsoft. All right, aviation companies. Mm, This is 
a down for me because prices are going up. And this is with the view how everyone wants to travel right now, but there are not enough planes to go around. If you remember, the past few years, airline companies have been cutting back. So they are now trying to catch up with all the pent-up travel demand. And that means demand for these planes are going up and they will have to pay more for all the jets they are leasing. Indeed. So there are signs that aircraft leasing companies are going to hike prices. This is bad news for carriers, which are already facing higher fuel costs. I'm going to go with a down for aviation companies this morning. Top Gun. Hmm, Top Gun's going to be a down for me. (laughs) Even though it's doing relatively well, another movie has taken over the top spot from Top Gun. And that is Jurassic World Dominion. (laughs) I'm not sure if I'm a big enough fan to watch another sequel of Jurassic Park. Are you? I, I kind of like those dinos. <laughs> so I'll be in there watching Jurassic World Dominion, which has booted Top Gun Maverick from the number one position at the box office. The film is the sixth in the Jurassic Park series. The first one really scared me to the bone. It really did. Yeah. But it hasn't received great reviews, this one. Still, it grossed more than $140 million US dollars in its first weekend in the US, knocking Tom Cruise off his perch. So that's a down for Top Gun. They need to make a movie combining Top Gun and Jurassic Tom Park. Cruise. Flying yeah. Dinosaurs and Tom Cruise. <laughs> At age 108, yeah, he'll still be starring in it. Let's turn to Singapore now. We are 18 minutes into the local trading day. The Straits Times Index lost ground on Friday, dropping below the support level at 3,200. It finished down about 1.5% for the week at 3,181. So, how's the STI starting off this Monday morning? I'm afraid pretty much in line with the rest of the region. is down 0.8% and this builds off its three-day losing streak. And right now, we are seeing it at 3,156 points. Bear in mind as well, Australia closed today, so a bit quieter than usual across the region. Let's do across the 30 constituents on the STI. And we have pretty much every counter in the red. And that's being led by Comfort Delgro down 2.1%, followed by Genting Singapore, Capital Corporation, Hong Kong Land, and Jardim Matheson. One stock to look out for in the coming days will be Fraser's Hospitality Trust. And that is with its filing this morning that it is proposing a privatization plan. And this is with an offer price of 70 cents per share. And this will be above the last close of 66 cents and a premium of over 40% to its 12-month weighted volume weighted average price. So something to look out for and they are saying this will help to enhance and unlock value for security holders and this also helps to mitigate some of the challenges they've been seeing uh, which includes growing its DPS and net asset value as well as its small size which has limited its ability to reap the benefits of a continued listing. So it's trying to go private. Before acting on the information on Money FM. Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.